Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. I'm your host, Curveball. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about all things healthcare because I am joined by Maureen Healy. She is a nurse practitioner, the CEO of Virtual Healing Inc., as well as an author. So we're going to be talking to her about all that she does. Maureen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Curtis, for having me here. I appreciate it. Well, let's start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself, kind of giving a background, maybe where you're from and, you know, anything else you might want the audience to know before we get rolling. Okay, sure. Well, I'm a Floridian from way back from the beginning. I actually, my father was the first physician in North Miami Beach in 1953. My mom was a nurse. Her sisters were nurses. His sister was a nurse. So the nursing, the path of nursing was set out for me and I took it. So I've, I've been, I was a, a nurse's aide at 16 and became a registered nurse in my early twenties and worked the next 25 years in hospitals working. The first 10 years was in intensive care units and then went to the emergency room and spent the rest of the years in the emergency room. But I also floated to other areas like radiology and cardiology, wherever they needed me. Picked up a shift here and there as the years went by. So to be clear, you're a nurse practitioner. I am now. now. And, yes, and sir. That- I went back and became a nurse practitioner in 2014. And that's just above, uh, below the su- physician. Yes, that's correct. Absolutely. So what, what made you, I guess it just ran in your family to want to be in the Yeah, the nursing part of it did. I think to, to go on 25 years after graduating the first time was uh, (laughs) quite a challenge. I just felt the need to, to, uh, I wanted to, I was into education. I was always educating the patients, the families, the, uh, the student nurses and, and medical students that came through. I would, uh, I took enjoyment in teaching them how to do how, the process of nursing, basic nursing skills. And so it thought it was a natural, um, natural unfolding of my career to go back. And I just thought it was going to be in education. But as when I was in the program, I um, just took a couple extra classes and ended up becoming a nurse practitioner where I could do education and work clinical. So that it, it opened up more doors actually for me. So talk about your overall experience in your career in nursing. How do you feel that the healthcare industry has changed for the patients, good or bad? Well, I hope it's good, definitely. Uh, over the years, there's I've watched the the unfolding of the technology with trying to prevent errors, med errors, uh, any kind of mistake, and, and that that happens. That th- there are a lot of errors that that can happen in the hospitals daily. Actually, they're still happening, and I I noticed 
I noticed it early on and they kept as, as the technology was coming out, the hospitals would of course try to use and implement any of the equipment that they could to prevent mistakes. But I always noticed it was really human error. And it just seemed natural for me to, to get the patient's families to, to become more aware of what's going on for, for their loved ones. And I had plenty of families tell me that they would do more if they knew what to do. And so that kind of stuck in the, in the back of my head and which was the pretty much the birth of the book that I wrote your guide to safe and swift hospital stay, but it was to educate. And it's just a matter of the extra eyes and ears of, of uh, the families, because we come in and we, we have our protocol to go through the, the patients. It's called the five rights. When you walk into a patient's room, you, you, you confirm you have the right patient, the right drug, the right dose, the right route, the right allergies. And, and, and so you know, you just, when patients don't feel well, they could be out of it. And the families just can step up and catch an allergy. It's like, wait a minute, that, you know, that, what did you say? And, and that would divert an error right there just by listening. And so I'm, I'm a, a strong advocate and, and encouraging that active involvement of that. Cause it's just, we're, we're as from the nursing side of it, we're, it's, we're so busy. And, and I, although I haven't worked in the hospitals since 13, but they, I mean, it was busy then, (laughs) you know, it's even busier now and, and how much more critical it is to become, to be aware and to be an active participant in your loved one's care. And, and, uh, and, and, and it's never, obviously it's never intentional. You just go into the wrong room or you grab the wrong chart and, and and it's not just nursing. It can be the x-ray, tech people coming in and grab grabbing the person for and if they don't go through their protocol then that's that's you know that's basically an error and and lab and it could be anybody it could be even dietary bringing in the wrong tray of food for for like a diabetic would need certain foods and so it's it's just busy and so all the help you can get all the help your patient your loved one can get is going to be to their benefit so let's say I'm a family member and I pick up your book to just kind of explain the things that I'm going to find and how how they're going to help me as a family member with a loved one in the hospital. So I, I went through, I used the pain-free acronym so you would remember and, and try to go back and forth because it's not just one step. It's always from day to day, it's back and forth. You got to think about, so the, the, you got to think about all the different steps. So I, I, um, pain-free. So P is patient advocate. And that's again, listening when, when anybody walks into that patient's room, just stop what you're doing and listen and just kind of follow. And you have to learn, you learn what's going on as you're, as you're there. Um, A is to ambulate and that's am- walking just to get them up. Even if it's, especially it's usually baby steps just to get them up and get them walking. And if they can't walk yet, just turning from side to side. Eye is an infection and that's good hand washing. <laughs> We're all much more aware of that now with COVID and is nutrition. There are certain foods that's going to expedite healing over other foods. Um, faith is, is, or F is for faith. 
And I like to encourage people to tap into the, whatever spiritual system that they believe in to, to tap into that, that source of energy and, and support because it, it helps you. It, it helps, it helps you heal. And there's all kinds of data that backs the spiritual side. The, um, F, uh, that's F. R is uh, remember to follow up because you, all that blood work and all those tests that was done, that were done yesterday or the day before you want to say, Hey, what, whatever happened with, with that x-ray, what did it show or a CAT scan or whatever? Just, just because again, the nurses are coming in and, and it is the job of the nurse to, uh, to, to do all the education and to follow up with, with all of those test results. It's one of the many tasks that we're doing outside the patient's room is making sure that the, those, t- those orders got fulfilled, everything that the doctor had ordered. And then the follow-up, make sure there's no abnormalities. And if there are, make sure that the doctor knows about it. So that RN is spinning around and making sure of all that. And they, they may forget to go in there and explain what happened or, or, you know, I mean, what those results actually showed. So you got to ask. E is uh, eliminate. You got to make sure the plumbing's working. <laughs> and then the last E is for just for exercise and all the extra little tips that I that help um, move the body. Like if a person had a stroke, do you want to encourage all the encourage movement? You, you, you don't, you, you want to encourage everyone to move, even if, again, if it's from side to side, it just it prevents pneumonia, it prevents infection and such. So. So this is just a sad question. Uh-huh. What are you saying and, and where you're working at down there in Florida dealing with the COVID. I know there's different things or different stories that come out in the media, different places. What are you experiencing in your work? If you are working with any, any COVID patients right now, what are you experiencing? Well, I'm, I am working as a nurse practitioner in the clinic on the weekends and we're, we're, we're seeing it. We're not really seeing much because they're, they're getting, if they're coming in for testing, they're actually not coming into our facility. They have it set up. My company has it set up where they are outside getting tested. And then and it's one of my jobs to follow up with those results and, and, and to direct them based on what their, what their symptoms are and just help them take care of themselves. Majority of the patients will recover and, and, and their symptoms can be mild to moderate and just to make sure that they're taking the right medicine and and getting the rest and following CDC's guidelines to to stay self quarantine, which is crucial. So they're not out there, you know, spreading it. And, uh, and of course, if their symptoms are are worsening, then you need to make sure they know to go to the emergency room. A lot of people don't even want to go to the hospital no matter how bad they are. I've, I've seen patients and I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you need to be, you know, you got to call 911, get them, get them over there as quickly as possible. So it's, it's, it's scary. It's still scary. Hopefully I'm, I'm already encouraging everybody I come in contact to get the vaccine. I think it's the only way as a, as a, as a whole nation and world that we're going to be able to uh, nip this, bring this coronavirus to, to down, <laughs> dead, kill it, kill it off, get rid of it. In your years of working, I know you talked about medical errors and human error. What is the worst 
if you can talk about it, because I know you guys have, you know, stuff you can and can't talk about. What's the worst medical error that you've seen happen um, in your years of work? The worst one. Well, actually, it's um, it's probably the first one that I read about. And that's what caught me within the first few weeks of nursing. I actually brought brought it up in the book. In the first few weeks of being a brand new registered nurse, I actually the the nursing manager had taped this article on the on the um, cabinet door that we all could see and in the nurse's station in the med room. And, and it talked about how a, a basic, a simple, common potassium medication, which wouldn't hurt majority of us actually killed uh, a patient. And uh, I didn't know, know her. I didn't know the, situ- the situation, but it was the wrong drug was given to the wrong patient or the right drug was given to the wrong patient. And it, and because that patient was a, a end stage renal patient where the kidneys were already shutting down that the extra potassium killed her. And I, you know, that, that started, it was the most eye awakening moment for me realizing, especially being so young and new into that level of responsibility of nursing and, and, you know, it's like, you you gotta, you know, it it hit home for me. It's like, I'm gonna take the extra time and, and, and do, do what's right. Take, you know, go through those, those protocols, go through those steps and make sure you're, that I'm in the right room with the right patient. And I've done it. I've gone into the wrong room. Absolutely. But because I've used, I, I do the same, go through the same steps. It's like getting in your car and, and when you start the car up, you put on your seatbelt and that's the same steps you go through to protect yourself. And that's what I do. And it, it has saved me over and over and over again. Cause again, you're, you're running, especially like in, well, even in the intensive care, unit, I was going to say the emergency room, but you're, you're running, you're, 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 I ran a lot. You just go from one job to the next job to the next job. And you do that all day long for 12 hours. And so it's, it's again, human error, you know, that's just, that's, that was the most, that's, that's uh, the one, the most, the one that affected me most, at least. <laughs> well, let's flip over and talk about Virtual Healing Inc. What actually made you want to start this company? Tell us all about your company and and all the things that your company does for patients. Okay. I, I was at a crossroads in my life about three years ago. I had you know, marriage was over, kid was grown and I had my mom and she died. And so I didn't, I wasn't quite ready for retirement. And, and, uh, I just decided to, it was either keep working and or keep just going to the clinic and working and playing more golf or actually challenge myself. So I chose the challenging part of my life. And, and it's, it is uh, virtual healing is an online and phone-based service to help um, patients. And I'm, I'm actually directing it towards seniors. So just to back up, I was actually working this back in uh, late 2018, 2019. And I kept getting, I was going all over the place and, and locally where I live and, and everyone brushed me off. Nobody, they didn't know telehealth. They, they certainly weren't interested in, in that alternative mode of communication. And, <laughs> and then, um, with COVID, obviously everybody realized telehealth. And then, but I had to spend the last, the first six months 
finding my new niche because I can't compete with hospitals and the giant healthcare organizations. So I, I finally found it a few months ago and it's, and it's addressing seniors. So when our elderly go into the hospital and they have, whether it's trauma or surgery, they, they, when they leave there, they, they automatically get uh, sent over to a, a rehab facility or a skilled nursing facility where they, it takes a few extra weeks or months to get them stronger to go back home to live independently. And I, 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 what my service provides is I can get them home. If they want to go home, I get them home and I manage all aspects of their care. And I work with the, the other, other team members, healthcare team members like home health. I communicate with the physicians and the pharmacists and do medication review and reconciliation. I follow up on all their test results. I make sure their caregivers that are in the home to help that, that, that actually, usually they all need caregivers, somebody to be there on a 24 hour basis, at least at this period of time. And I make sure they know what they're doing. There's safety issues, there's medication issues, and there's a dietary issue. So I, I address the whole, the holistic, the whole, the whole person and, and, it kind of goes along with the the pain free. I I think about the the activity. Are they are they sitting around just watching TV, or are they are they participating and and trying to move and get up and and get going as much as possible? Eating the right, making better dietary choices and and spiritual. If they like church, let's get them to church. And so I I think about all of those and and to help them achieve their optimal level of of living, whatever that whatever that is. I just work with them and the families and inter and mediate between the families and the kids and all the different communications. Got to keep all lines open. So it's fun. I treat minor illnesses. If they have an infection, um, bladder infection or something, I, I treat that. I, I prevent infections and there's um, and prevent falls. Yeah, I know what you're saying about the telehealth, because when it first started coming out, a lot of people were like, that's no way that's possible until the virus. Now, everybody, a lot of people are doing right. it. Is your company, is your company just confined to Florida or is it nationwide? Because I see on the website where you can book an appointment, but is right. it nationwide? So it's Florida right now, but it is coming nationwide. And I'm just working out with the the legal aspect of the licensing, just kind of waiting for the licensing because because of COVID, every everything has been in transition. On and Medicare has uplifted up every the, the 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 laws are being adjusted to allow telehealth go across the country. And the uh, you know again, hospitals have a different poll than. I have, so I, I'm, I'm still working with them and trying to get it where uh, it, my license here in Florida, I can um, write prescribe. I can help anybody at anywhere. It's just a matter of if I need to write a prescription, that's where it becomes an issue. So um, I'm still, I'm in the midst of, of we're, we're going to, it's going to get taken where I can get cleared up where I can work nationwide. Absolutely. I'm in the next few months. I expect it. Does your company take all insurance or what, what insurances do you guys take? Unfortunately not. We are private pay. Medicare is paying for home health to go out there. And 
and so we're not that's there hopefully down the road i mean that i've already i've i've prevented errors med errors actually on the first five or six patients that i had right off the bat and it's and again i'm working with home health so they they have they kind of have the same problem that we had in in the hospitals you they're they're limited to how much time they have with the patient and so they just they go through their checklist and and I respect it. I'm right with them. I mean, I, I've done the work. I, I know it. And then, but you, you have to move on. Whereas I'm coming in and I don't have to move on. I'm not on a time basis here. I'm, I'm going to think about, I have the time to think about it and, and the, the motivation and, and to become more um, connected with the patient and the families and, and the caregivers. And again, that it's the caregivers, if they don't, if they're being hired in there and, and they don't have any previous nursing experience, then there's a lot more teaching that, um, and teaching. So there are no drug errors and falls, you know, you, you may not think about it, but I mean, uh, you know, an 80 year old, they can 80, 90 year olds, they can, it doesn't take much for them to fall. So it's all about preventing that fall. So, um, so it's a team. I'm a, I'm a team player with them. Absolutely. Does your company, are you have any upcoming projects like any more books, any courses, anything like I that? Wanna, the, the next book is still in the, in my brain stage. It's, it's a, a patient advocacy. I want to continue that because that it's just so important that somebody, it, it doesn't have, I mean, any family, anybody, anybody that cares about the person, you just, you just want to step up and, and let it be known and, and just try to learn learn to help your loved one go through the process and, and learn the medications because it just, it, it just doesn't take much. And all the, and so many drugs have very similar names and, and it's, it's not just about giving it at pharmacy. You can pick up pharmacies are overworked. I mean, they're working busy. They're busy like everybody else. And so errors can happen there and then they go home and then, you know, they notice that the pill looks different, but you know, it could be a different manufacturing company and they, they disregard it. And, you know, so it's simple. It's, it's just multiple uh, areas of how advocacy prevents, um, basically it enhances the health of the patient. And so I like that. I want to, I want to expand on that thought with the next one. So if, but right now, really my job is to get the, get virtual healing um, available for as many people as I can and to help as many people that are out there. And they, if I can get them home sooner with COVID, that's that every, you know, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> and then also with the book and the, I'm not really marketing the book. I just pretty much give the book away and they, uh, you know, the hospitals, the families, can't if they're in the hospital because I know the hospitals vary in their from state to state what what uh, the families if they can come in and how long they can stay and such but that that it really hurts the patient because it you know that power of touch when they when you touch your loved one when they're in that bed it just helps them it helps them in so many ways and uh, um, and they're missing out on that so I I'd, I'd like to be able to get get 
as much, you know, help with the book and following it and helping, helping out and watching and listening and, and thinking about all these things, then you can get them home sooner. And then, then the healing process can really take over. Absolutely. Is there, are there any topics that we have not touched on that you would like to touch on? Do you have any (laughs) final advice for the listeners? And if they have any body in the hospital um, to put your phone down. That's, that's key. You, if you're in the hospital and your loved ones in the hospital and the moment anybody walks into their room, you just want to put your phone down. And it's because they're only going to be in there for a minute or two. It, it seems that way. It might be 10 minutes, but it's, it's quick. They're in and out. And if you're finishing that text or you're on that phone, you're not listening. You're not, you, you can't do both and, and you miss out on that. And that's, that hurts. And it, and, and I know from a nurse, I would come in and I would, I always explain what I was doing, what, you know, what drug I'm giving, why I'm giving it. And if you're on the phone, then I'm, I'm just talking to the patient and telling the patient that, but there again, most patients are not in a, state of mind to follow what's being done. They're, they're more just grateful that you're in there doing, you know, giving them some medicine so they feel better. (laughs) So yeah, it's crucial. It's, it's really important just to, um, just to put it down and listen, look, listen, look and listen and feel and let us know. Because when you see something wrong, I've I've heard it over the years, you, the, parents will see, you know, they or families see something wrong. They know this, they're, they're not acting right. The patient's not acting right. And if, if they don't jump on that, then it's, it's usually a, a poor outcome. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell people how to look you up and give out your contact information, your, your social media information so listeners can connect Absolutely. with you. Thank you. So yes, virtualhealing.com. Again, virtualhealing.com. And my uh, there's a that's my website and all the contact information and is in there. You can get the, my book. Your guide to a safe and swift hospital stay is on is on Amazon and uh, my phone number is 727-729-2099 or just email me at marine at virtualhealing.com and I'd be happy to help you out any way that I can. Absolutely. Send me an email. And if you actually, if you send me an email and tell me you, you heard this, then I'll send you a book. Give me your address. I'll mail it to you. Well, what I was going to ask is, do you have any kind of email list that way you can update update um, people, hey, we, we were doing private pay at first. Now we can take these insurances or hey, we're officially nationwide. Just kind of updates on your company. I, I don't have that yet, Curtis, but that's a great, that's uh, that's a work in process. That email list is, is, is coming. It's just not there today, but it's coming. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're right. Absolutely. Oh yeah. No, pro- no problem. Ladies and gentlemen, Maureen Healy. Maureen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. And everybody stay safe and healthy. Absolutely. And listeners, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review after listening. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on 
living the dream.